what's up? Welcome to the NovaCast. If you're new here, my name is Nova and I like to talk about things ranging from true crime to personal experiences to just about anything in between. And if you're coming back, what's up? How are you? What's going on? Great to see you again. Um, today, oh boy, I got an interesting one. Thanks to my amazing assistant for bringing this one to my attention. It is, oh, it is something. Trust me, it's something. So, because of this whole dark plot that it has, this episode is for mature audiences. Um, If you are uncomfortable with any sort of child abuse or blood gore, Um, I would click off because this one's going to have some vivid descriptions of autopsies and corpses. So, if any of those things makes you feel uncomfortable, uh, if I were you, I'd probably leave now. So, I'll give you a chance to do that. If you're still here, great. Let's get into it, shall we? Today's story is Amora Bain Carson's. So, Amora was born to Jessica Bain Carson on November 12th, 2007, which I find a little crazy because that's like four years after me and I was born on November 11th. She was killed on December 2nd of 2008, so she was around 13 months old at the time of her murder. Um... Jessica Bain Carson's boyfriend at the time, his name was Blaine Keith Malam, which I'm probably butchering the hell out of that name, so I apologize in advance, but anyways, he wasn't the brightest. Uh, He had completed up to fourth grade before dropping out of school entirely, so you can really tell that that was a smart man and he knew exactly what he was doing in life. Yeah, no. So, neither one of them really had a good head on their shoulders because Jessica was suffering from several mental issues. She was delusional, she was mentally ill, and was suffering from a couple other things, I believe, that weren't fully diagnosed, but it was bad. And people said that upon looking into her eyes, there was just nothing there, totally blank, just dark and soulless, Um, which, of course, isn't really a good sign. And unfortunately, she didn't get the help that she needed and ended up progressing down that hill of, I don't want to say insanity, but it's pretty close to that. So, shit hit the fan pretty quickly. Prosecutors said that the couple called 911 to report that the child was dead. Um, They ended up telling the authorities that, yeah, they had went to go look at some properties nearby that they could potentially own, and when they returned home, she was just dead. Like... She was just dead. Like, they didn't really specify, like, we think she was murdered. Nah, she was just dead. Um, So the authorities, of course, went to go check out the situation, and they noticed that Amora had approximately 24 bite marks all over her body from head to toe, front to back, top to bottom, side to side. You get the point. Uh, A forensic dentist confirmed that the bites were, in fact, human bites. So, there was not an animal involved, so they couldn't have pinned it on that if they wanted to. 
So she also suffered 18 rib fractures, extensive bleeding under her scalp, multiple fractures on the back of her head, a lacerated liver, a broken arm and leg, and a bleeding blood vessel in her neck, which could have pointed to possible strangulation. Yeah, I know. It's... it's the shit's insane. So, the autopsy had also proven that her genitals and rectum were very bruised, which could have uh, led to sexual assault of some sort. Um, The object they had used for penetration wasn't... Thankfully, it wasn't human. That doesn't make it any better of a situation, but it was... Either way, it wasn't supposed to be in her and therefore caused her a lot of pain and of course probably wasn't the best situation because there was a lot of tearing and bruising um however the poor thing was still alive throughout all of that she was finally put to rest um when she was beaten to death with a hammer by jessica and blaine and they said that they did that to attempt to quote unquote rid the child from demons. She was struck at least 20 times before she died. So, as far as we know now, Blaine is on death row awaiting some legal injection. Lethal injection, sorry about that. Uh, Following his 2010 guilty verdict for capital murder. Jessica Bain Carson, despite her saying that she had nothing to do with it, was also found guilty of capital murder in April of 2011 and was sentenced to life without parole. Yeah, that's a fantastic fate, right? So, Blaine actually had apparently planned on using a bomb threat to escape from jail. Uh, Kenneth McDade said he was a fellow inmate of Blaine's. He said, um that Kenneth would wake up with a pencil stuck in his side, um, which kind of shed some light on Blaine's violent nature. And if McDade dared to speak up, Milan would threaten him to keep him quiet. So he was just a toxic guy all around. You think that would have come to um, fruition after he murdered his child, but... Well, guess they're just figuring out that he's a violent dude now. He would threaten people to keep them quiet or to just stop them from spreading information. Um, it was pretty violent. So her official cause of death was listed as a homicidal violence, including multiple blunt force injuries and possible strangulation. It wasn't clear on what her actual cause of death was since the autopsies weren't really able to reveal that but they settled on homicidal violence because they figured that would just cover it all as a whole so that's all I could figure out about Amora Bain Carson um in short this was a terrible terrible situation and I feel so bad that that poor child had to go through all of this. It's also just, it's sick. It's truly sick. And it just goes to show that if you're suffering from any sort of mental illness, you need to get help.
Um, whether it's as bad as Jessica's or if it's just, maybe it's mild and it just makes you uncomfortable. But either way, you should seek help because you do deserve to feel better and you do deserve to be happy and you do deserve to have that clarity. It's, well, at the time I'm recording it, this is, um, uh, just, um, a time of people having their disabilities looked down on and actually I think this month that I recorded this in is actually Disability Pride Month so it's a pretty decent time to talk about this right if you're struggling just don't worry help is there help is available and there are people who care There's always going to be somebody who cares, whether you believe it or not. Somebody does care about you. And all you have to do is find that person and just ask for help. I know it's hard, but asking for help is the first step to recovery. And you'll be okay. I believe in you. Thanks again for joining me on the NovaCast. I had a lot of fun. I hope you had a lot of fun too. If you enjoyed, make sure you hit that follow button and the notification bell so you're notified whenever I post. Till next time, this has been the NovaCast.